right. Yeah. Here we go. So Life Unraveled podcast, episode one, Dr. Jesse Weiss in the house. Literally. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure, man. I've been, uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I've been, I, I've been talking to you about it for like a year. It seems yeah, like. it's been, it's been in the works. You've been planning it for a while, and now we're in the the pod. Does the pod, uh, the podcast center have like a, does it have a name, like no. the Bat Cave or something? You're gonna have to come up with like uh, a layer, like it's a layer, very layer esque dark. It's hair. dark. Some lamps. Yeah, I'm gonna do like I think. My, see, Nick is making me a big banner right behind you that's got like looks like a brick wall, mm -hmm. and it's gonna have pictures on it. Like all these different pictures, kind of starting post World War II, like older Einstein. I've got all these black and white images all the way to like 2000. Mm -hmm. So I am excited about doing that, um, but that's going to be kind of last piece. And I'm thinking I'm going to put like some LED kind of Christmas lights in along the bottom for a little more low light from the floor to kind of match my lanterns here. Mm -hmm. But lighting, that's kind of last thing I'm playing with. But I like, I got that uh, Dirty Santa right there. The yeah. Salt lamp. Yeah. I got a, uh, I got a, uh, for, we did the dirty sand at my house too. I got, ended up getting a, um, first thing I got was a, a pasta cooking set, which was not so awesome, but someone stole that from me. So I ended up with a, uh, a national parks picture book. Hey, there you go. Right yeah, down my alley. Exactly. As if they bought it from me. I felt like my gifts that I got were pretty cool though. I got, uh, one of them was a, uh, like, uh, old school, uh, like a movie theater billboard that lights up. And then you put the lettering on it, uh, you put on your desk. And then the other one was a set of hand towels that says, uh, uh, I love you on one side and the other side, it says, I know. Oh, so it's very there you, there you Star go. Wars. There you go. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's very nice. Uh, I got to admit. I kind of wanted to keep them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I almost scored a mag light and then I was like, well, I'm glad I got this. Like, like Cora got me two of the salt lamps and she ended up putting one of them in there. It's like, you don't need two. So is that like a is a aromatherapy? Is that what salt lamps are about? Yes, uh, I read that on the box. Something about the positive ions charging the air and and and, and antimicrobial okay sort of thing. So since we're both getting over the flu, it's got to be healthy. Nice, yeah, very healthy environment. Yeah, and we got the chessboard. I know, man. You know, cool story about that. My buddy Derek, who recorded the podcast lead in on. He came over one night. It's like on the other side of the hall. I've got like a music studio. Nice. So um, he came in. We hooked up. I've got like a little uh, device to turn my mixer over there into uh, USB. Because this podcast mixer is a USB. So I can just plug it in and it's good to go. Like this gold cable right here is good. But over there I have to have like a little converter box. But we hooked it up and like couple hours of recording and like that's what i've got to get lined out in the template a little better it's like once i get my final logos bam we're good on audio it's not that big of a deal but like on the youtube lead in it's going to be animated at the beginning and then i got like an outro converted in there so it's kind of like a thick scratch on the guitar it's yeah unraveling how long have you been playing the guitar uh man I started playing the bass in junior high school. Slap so at the like, bass. Slap at the bass, mom. Uh, junior high school. So, like, I got, a, I had a little Squire P bass, like a little Fender knockoff. And uh, I had it, I got it in, like, seventh or eighth grade. And then I started playing in the church band back when you were, like, dad of the universe. And uh, the youngest I mean, dad in the whole yeah, place. I know. I was like, you know, this guy with the hair. Yeah, that was so funny when you saw, when you started coming into the gym, I'm like, yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, the old memories of Steel Trap. Just remembering back in the nineties, I believe it was maybe early. This 2000s. is the early two thousands. Yeah, I was still in Utah in the nineties. I was definitely. I, don't, I guess I would have been a teenager. Utah. So yeah, that's totally. So where where exactly did you go to college at? What was the name of the university? Utah State University is where I got my PhD uh, in Logan, Utah. It's up in the Panhandle of Utah. And so uh, the funny story about that is um, I had uh, I had two opportunities when I left Arkansas. So I was uh, I had an appointment with the uh, AmeriCorps in Montana for a six-month appointment. And then I got this fellowship at Utah State University and ended up going uh, out west to Utah State. Um, I moved out there. I, I fit everything that I had in my Jeep. Um, went up and uh, got to Logan. Didn't have a place to live. I lived in the National Forest for a week. So I just kind of camped in a different place every night and uh, went into the town during the day to to try to find a place to live. Um, and then we lived there. I lived there for two years or four years and uh, met my wife, had a first child. So when we moved back to Arkansas, um, I had uh, a giant U-Haul. I had my Jeep. I had another car. Uh, I had another trailer. So you accumulate stuff when you yeah. start accumulating people. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to do that. I don't know that I would do that anymore. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of interesting now that I'm going to be teaching at Moralton. I had the option to get like half pri half price tuition at U of A, and it's very very appealing to me because I always wanted to get my PhD. Ever since I realized that teaching high school wasn't going to bear the fruits of any academic freedom. No, no, that's pretty much that's the that's the kind of paint by numbers teaching yeah. a little bit. Teaching teaching at the community college might bear the equal amount. I just feel like I don't have to do the lesson plans. So, I mean, I'm going to do lesson plans, but more like word notes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually have in-service next Thursday, I believe. I have to go hang out with all the other teachers. And so are you going gonna to maintain the man bun at the, uh, at the JC? Uh, you know, I would really like to. I feel like they hired me with the man bun. So you got to stick with it. Yeah, but I did shave the beard at the beginning. I'm planning on growing that way out right now. Like, okay. So just, like, if... It would be touching this pop filter right here. But uh, who knows? Like, I, there's a professor out there. I don't know. He's been there for a long time, and the rumor is that he might be kind of like wrapping things up a little bit over the next couple of semesters. So I'm hoping that I could teach a few more classes starting, you know, 2018. Nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, because they bring me in in January, which I was happy as like I didn't know if that would affect me getting in to work. It being the middle of the year, cut off the semesters if they like hire people during the summer. But. Yeah, it just kind of depends. Uh, my experience has been that just as needed. Um, I've never actually done any hiring of uh, any adjuncts, but yeah, does the U of O carry a, a big adjunct staff? Yeah, they do. We uh, we grew a lot uh, the last couple of years, and they've been kind of handling that with adjuncts. But they're hiring a bunch of faculty um, in the process of hiring a bunch of faculty right now. I never like I. I could probably check into getting on there. I just never thought about it. It's my hometown. Mm -hmm. It's the same drive. And then I met an adjunct the other day that's adjuncting at Tech Ozark, UACCM, and U of O. Who is so, it? I forget. Somebody, um, somebody was they introduced me to him. They're like, oh, they're, this person, they work at all three. And huh. I was like, oh, cool. So uh, I want to say it was when I was at Moralton doing the last bit of my paperwork, getting my little name badge. Nice. Yeah. All official. Yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Last Jedi, man. Star Wars Last Jedi. Did, did you get a chance to watch the Kevin Smith review 
I did not. I uh, I usually respect Kevin Smith a lot, but I've just been uh, I had such a uh, kind of a, a strong response to the Last Jedi that uh, I've been kind of putting it off. So what did he have to say? Well, it was uh, it was a really great review. It was an hour and a half, and he like typed up like nine pages of notes, double check. Okay, he reiterated, but dude, it, what was so funny is like three different times in it, and then he's like, and then. <gasps> Like he would get to a point where it's like uh, he's talking about Yoda, Yoda meeting Luke, and just different things. Spoiler alert! And uh, probably need to do the spoiler. Yeah, alert we'll in put this. it in. The, we'll put it in the caption. Um, but he, there is this three different parts, like Luke going onto the Falcon and stuff, where he was like, "Oh, this is talking about Star Wars for forty years." There were there were really there were several moments that were like that, but then there were so in my mind there were nine moments that I just absolutely hated. Really? Yes. So before we go on on that trail, what would you give the movie? Like if of, I was grading out of, it, out of ten, out of ten, Rotten Tomatoes, Jesse Weave. So I so I often think of things in you know uh, as a, as a teacher and like grading letter grades. And so when I first watched it, when I first watched it, I was like, this is a B minus C plus movie. <laughs> and then I, I went and saw it again yesterday, and I, it's a solid B movie. Okay. Uh, um, I, uh, just to give you a little context. So I, uh, I've seen every single star Wars movie in the theater from the time I was a little boy in 1977, which I cannot say that all the way through. You know, how how old were you when the first one? Was so I was, so I was born in 1976. So my parents took me to see it cause it stayed in the theater for years. So they took me to see it when I was three. So you're genetic at this point. Yeah. I mean, star it's Wars like, man, I had all the little action figures. Um, I still have a lot of action figures. Were there any like of the old school Star Wars action figures in that hall I, I found for you? Nine. No. Uh, well, um, I think there was one Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I've got man. I like. I'm still panning through that stuff. Yeah. Because there's definitely some more. I had three or four. Yeah. So I had all of them up until Return of the Jedi. Every single one of them. And uh, in the uh, in the mid '90s, when I moved out of my parents' house, they. Uh, at a garage sale no. and they sold all of them for like a quarter a piece. So there's somebody in Northwest Arkansas who has my entire star Wars collection Man. and, uh, and I don't, That's rough. I know I've been trying to kind of recreate that through my own collecting, but, uh, but yeah, so the context is, is like, I'm a huge star Wars fan, huge star Wars fan from way back. Y huge, huge. Um, but I had uh, I had some mixed reviews with the uh, the uh, the new trilogy. Um, so if I was to put them in order, uh, some of my least favorite movies are in episode one, two, and three. Which you know it's remarkable to me. So that's that's so I'm thirty. So that's what came out like when I was probably oh man how old I guess I was twelve going on like my teenage years. They re released. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return the of the theaters. Jedi. And I remember going to see those at Pickwood before they, like, remodeled the theater here in town. And it was, like, the digital remastered version. And it had, like, the new scenes yeah. with, like, Han. The and, one that George Lucas ruined. Yeah. 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 Which, like, it's it's interesting. It's, like, so many fans, uh, like, that preceded me were, like, so that was my first real introduction. Yeah. So, like, when I start, like, when I'm probably around eight years old, they start coming out with more action figures and stuff. I might have been a little older than that, but then next thing you know, they're doing the uh, the re-release. And I did watch all three of those. So then, next thing you know, it's like, hey, we're going to give you episode one, two, and three. Yeah. 
which I was like at the time super into, but like going going back and watching now, like I like the story in a nutshell, but like there's a lot of things about it I don't like too. But it was like that was the trilogy of my generation. Mm -hmm. But it's like I've always had a problem with like how much CG like I liked on Last Jedi how they didn't do as much like CGI reliance other than like space yeah, pra and practical stuff. effects. Yeah, I mean it like was really the original. closer to the remaster of the A New Hope through Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But so did you ever live in a world where Han shot first? Or have you only seen movies where it's Greedo? Ooh. I think I've only seen movies where it's Greedo. See, yeah, that's still in the original one. Han Solo shoots Greedo before he has a chance to shoot him. And then when they went back and they uh, remastered the uh, the original trilogy to re-release it in the theaters, he changed it. George Lucas changed it, and Greedo shot first, and then Han Solo shot him after that. And so that's always been a sticking point. It's a sticking point for Star well, Wars fans. See, like right after that, like when Han's like loading onto the Falcon and Jabba rolls up. And yeah, that was that was never in the original. Yeah. yeah, see, so but. Maybe I have seen the one. I would have to go back. I've it's hard to... to get them now. You're the only so the only original ones you can see anymore are the VHS are the original. Ooh. Yeah, and I used to have those too, but those got lost in the move from see, Utah. See, everybody has something to say. Like the old school fans have something to say about the end of Return of the Jedi too. How like uh, I guess at one point they implemented Qui Gon into the lineup of uh, Force. Uh, like silhouettes at the end. Yeah, the uh, and also they had the new Anakin. Uh, yeah. See, that was like, that seems to be a big point of divisiveness too, is like not a lot of people like Hayden Christensen. He was, he was bad. I like to call him Wannikin. Because <laughs> in, in episode two, he's just so whining. I actually, on, the, on so YouTube, dumb. not too long ago, there was a version of, uh, uh, of the new trilogy that uh, took out the entire love story. That was so much better. Interesting. You'll have to send me a link to that. I'll have to see if I find it. Again. Have you seen the Star Wars fan movie? No, I haven't. So that's, um, I really was trying, I was trying to watch it the other day, but apparently this Star Wars fan movie is called like a smuggler's story or a smuggler's tale or something like that. And the guy that made it was trying, I think at one point to get the role of hmm. in the new Han Solo movie. But, Everybody loves this fan movie. Like, I remember it came out. This dude did it all. Um, it came out a couple of years ago. Did it all himself. And it's apparently, like, super legit. I've seen, so I've seen the uh, Darth Maul fan movie. Oh, And really? it's pretty cool. They have some really nice fight scenes. So let me ask you, like, while we're, so one other point of divisiveness that while we're on older movies that seems to be, several fans have something to say about this. My my buddy Bob has something to say about this. Is he accepts all of the canon that was written in the books between, you know, I don't know, the original release of A New Hope on or when they did the remaster to now, but there's all these fan books yeah. that are written that go like 10,000 years before Luke and Leia <laughs> up to 100 years after. So he's like, well, they didn't use any of the after Luke and Leia stuff. They went with this whole new storyline. And that's like a big, like, there's a lot of people upset about it. Well, there's, so there's the, what's called the Thrawn trilogy, uh, which is uh, the, the books that came out by a author named Timothy Zane. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Z-H-A-N. 
and see i've been wanting to get into some of these books so actually. i have so i have so i have the the graphic novelization of that and so it follows uh, the storyline of what happens after return of the jedi and there was a, a book series there were three of them and that was the the was assumed to be the sequel that they were gonna they were gonna make and so it, it centers around this uh, this uh, blue empire imperial officer, uh, General Thrawn or Admiral Thrawn, and he uh, he's uh, he's a really good character. He's such a good character that they brought him back and they put him in the um, the Star Wars Rebels TV series. Yeah, how is that? I haven't seen Rebels. I've watched the Clone Wars. So I've seen all of those. So is Rebels uh, animated? Or no? Yeah, it's, okay. it is. It okay. is, but it's pretty good. And they bring back some characters. They bring back, uh, you know, Obi Wan. They bring back uh, Darth Maul. Does a die? Uh, so he comes back. So that's a conspiracy too, um, Mike. Someone was saying that they're like, well, maybe Darth Maul didn't die. Mike, dude got chopped in half and fell down. The so apparently, thing. the story is that his his uh, it missed all of the important organs. Apparently, because maybe he already species. had lobot rat legs like every other Sith we know. So what happens is is that he's got a brother, and uh, his brother goes and finds him, uh, and he has crafted mechanical legs, and he's kind of nuts from living on this junk planet, and then he kind of gets his brain back. And they decide that they want to go kill Obi Wan Kenobi, and so it's on Netflix. You watch it before they take it off. Oh, all of the, the clone, of it? clone Wars. Oh, so that's yeah, that's in the Clone Wars. That's all the okay. Clone Wars. Yeah, interesting. And then also he comes back in Star Wars Rebels as well. Um, and there's a there's a new, so Star Wars Rebels takes place after uh, Order sixty six, right from Episode yeah. three, when they kill everybody. And that was rough. Yeah, like such a sad. And then, like when Anakin goes to the temple, he kills the younglings. Man, if you didn't hate him before, maybe that's why everybody hates him. Other than dude was totally emo. Yeah, like I mean, just like dude, your bangs are in your eyes a little too much on this. Yeah, I uh, so I liked I liked Episode Three. My least favorite, my least favorite Star Wars of all time is uh, it's got to be uh, Attack of the Clones. Really? Yeah. Um, so. And it's what a love you, story. It, it, it is like, but I will say this. I saw Attack of the Clones in theaters and, you know, I was in like junior high, high school at the time. And when Yoda, uh, that's the, when that's Yoda, the redeeming thing, he like walks up on his cane and starts like, like literally me and my whole three or four friends that were with me a little row, like we've lost our yeah. minds. We're like, ah. And so that movie was like, like the whole, the whole prequels were like that, where there would be like some really great moments that are just like, get you choked up. And then there are the ones that are just like, what? Like, why Jar Jar Binks? Oh yeah. So apparently there's a version on YouTube or somewhere that takes out all the Jar Jar. He's so bad. Just a terrible character. (laughs) And so I kind of feel like Jar Jar Binks. I feel similar to Jar Jar Binks as I do the Ewoks. Not a big fan of the Ewoks. Not a fan of the Ewoks. And the Ewoks when I was a kid were like one of my favorite parts. That's I mean that's what it was for, right? Warwick Davis from Willow. I know. I know. Um the thing about the the Ewoks is that they're they're like they're teddy bears. I just they worship C three PO and making their god. They do. (sighs) It was okay. Uh Return of the Jedi was okay. Uh and so I feel like the the Force Awakens was so good. Like I had such a strong reaction I to that Force one. Watched Force Awakens last night. Though. Did you? Yeah. And I know it's a greatest hits. I know it's like a rehashing of everything. Uh, but I I loved every second of that movie. And then to end it so strongly, like they did with the cliffhanger with 
Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke, and then it goes to credits. And then the way that this one picks up with what Luke does with the lightsaber. Just, Dude, I, I like that. You know, I hated like, that. I see. So I can see Luke being a cynic like that. Because, you, like, so while we're on the original trilogy, like, what did Luke ever do? I mean, really, Luke was kind of emo when he's on Dagobah. Like, everything that Yoda teaches him, struggle for him to learn, even when he's with um, Obi-Wan and the Falcon and he's, the New he's, Hope. He's definitely, he's definitely not the top student. He would have not been... <laughs> He would have not been at the Jedi Temple, the uh, the A student. He strikes me as a C student. Um, but well, and I mean, like I've always kind of wrote that off because, like, well, you didn't have all that stuff that we saw in Episode One, Two, and Three to go off of. Mm -hmm. All you have is, you know, well, and it. He probably didn't even have access to the books until he got to the island. Right, page turners, they are not right. That was fun. That was fun, dude. And I love the fact. Here's one of the things I loved. I love the fact they went back to the to the puppet Yoda. See, a lot of people had stuff to say about that, and I like how he's like kicking his feet. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I like that too. That it's was Yoda more... from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I was, I was too. I mean, I, I, I dug that. That was, I think, one of the parts that Kevin Smith in his review was crying about. He's like, yep. So that was. That was legit, but, like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I laughed when Luke just, like, he's like, oh, my, my dad's lightsaber from, uh, yeah, that I'm... That I haven't seen since my hand got cut off at Bespin, you know, Cloud City, and somehow it's here, and I'm going to throw it over my shoulder in such a non nonchalant way. Like, I just, I hated that. That was the, that was the second time, like, the first 30 minutes of, of uh, Last Jedi was rough for me. And... Well, I mean, he said it himself. He can't just take the laser sword and go restore balance. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't like take that, the laser sword. Like, he called it a laser sword. That was funny, though. Like, just, and everybody's I, calling it that now. Yeah. Well, that's what they called it originally, right? In the in the original. So there was it definitely called back to some of the original ones. But I just it really they crushed all of. I mean, it was obvious that the director wanted to just basically crap all over everything that came before, so he can move forward to whatever's coming next. Which is fine, so, but but so what do you think about that? Because he's not going to be a part of what happens. I'm, that makes me happy. I, I, I'm glad that it's in JJ Abraham. Why did he not Abrams. do the second one? Is a schedule conflict? Did they want to do three directors for? It was supposed to be three different directors, and there were supposed to be these uh, two. I think two guys or one guy that was supposed to do the the third one, and uh, he got fired or got kicked off it or something like that. And so JJ Abrams took it over. I think after what happened with the Han Solo movie. Where they lost their directors, and then Ron Howard had to come in to save it. Which, you know, good job on picking Ron Howard for an Opie Taylor. Right. He's a good director. I like his movies. I do. Hey, have you been charting, like, this master class uh, stuff they're offering um, with all these, like, different directors and stand-up comics? Like, you can do, like, a 15 – it's like 100 bucks or something. You can do a 15-lesson co uh, course with, like, Martin Scorsese, Ron Howard, hmm. et cetera thought about doing it just to like see what it's like because it's so cheap yeah like uh plus i'm a big scorsese fan i'm a big ron howard fan i would see what they had to say about frames what's your, what's your favorite ron howard movie that he directed man dude so i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the of the uh, uh da, vinci da vinci code movies yeah you know the first one i was and i i couldn't get into the second or third one i didn't even know there was a third one for a long time what's that one called um 
the Da Vinci Code three quest for more money. I, I, yeah, see, that's diminishing returns for me as yeah. well at that point. Far, have you seen Far and Away with uh, Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise? Oh yeah, Nicole Kidman. I saw that when I was a kid. You dude. know, I, I'm a, I'm a closet Tom Cruise fan. Jeez. We did this on my radio show uh, not too long ago. Very tiny man. Yeah, so we went through his IMDb page, and uh, I, I like most of the movies that he's in. You know, um, he has been in a lot of classics. And in all fairness, a lot of those that I would consider good were pre-Scientology. Um, yeah. Have you seen... Uh, That's Dude, that is the hardest thing for me to get over. Like, you remember the Mission Impossible 2 interviews? Yeah. Like... But it's it is it's only hard to get over. So I've seen him be kind of douchey about it, and like where he thinks he is in the hierarchy of that religion. Well, cult. He, I think he is right. Yeah, like there's there's some somebody was saying some quote where he was freaking out, and he's like, "There's there's David Miscavige, there's LRH, there's Dob, which is the director of the board, David mm -hmm. Miscavige, and there's me." Like, like he sees himself as like the third guy of Scientology behind the guy who has gone on to the other great planet in the Xenu sky. Right. Intergalactic overlord. Well, style. I mean, if you, if you, if you look at it, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting religion. Do you think if we post this, Scientology is going to start following us? Maybe that would be some good, good publicity. There's no publicity like, you know, bad like, publicity. Yeah. Like get, like we're going to be squirrel busted. Maybe that's what they call them. Squirrel busted is going to come out here and like be posted up in my driveway when we're doing podcasts. That reminds me of. Uh, have, did you ever watch uh, the HBO series uh, The Leftovers? No. So uh, that's an interesting series. Uh, real bummer. Uh, it's not uplifting in any way, shape, or form. It has uh, what's uh, what's Jennifer Aniston's husband's name? Um, he was in Star Wars as the master hacker guy with the flower. Benicio del Toro. No, no. Um, Justin Thoreau. Oh, Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. Know. He's in it. So basically the premise is is that in uh, like uh, this particular time and this particular year, a third of the world's population disappears for no reason. They're just gone. Wait, and what was the name of this movie? It's called The Leftovers. It's a, Leftovers. It's a series. It's a series. It's okay. on HBO. I think there are four. there are four seasons. And so the people that are left over are trying to figure out what's going on. So as a result of this, there are all these crazy cults that come up, that pop up. And uh, like some people think it was the rapture. Other people think that it was aliens. And so they, and the, the, the brilliant move of the, the writers is that they never tell you why everybody disappeared. The whole, it's kind of like the premise of that show, The 4400, that yeah. came out when I was a kid. I never saw that. I, ne I never got into it either, but it's like everybody – so do people start coming back? Nope, nobody comes back. But it's it's called Leftovers because it's how everybody deals with it, and everybody's damaged. And uh, so the there's this cult of people that, that they want – like everybody wants to move on, but there's this whole cult of believers that, uh, that think that um, – that the reason why they were left over is because they're sinful, and they're, so they should they should remember. And so what they do is they dress in all white, uh, they smoke cigarettes, and they go and stand outside uh, of people's houses and just stare at them because they're wanting them to remember what happened instead of trying to forget and move on. And uh, the whole premise of this is that Justin Thoreau's character and then uh, his wife is one of the leftovers, and she joins that cult. And so she is... Uh, uh, there's this dynamic of her not talking and then him being the cop of this town and 
having to raise his kids by himself and uh, it's it's a real bummer like you can maybe watch two of those four seasons yeah wow is it still coming on or they uh, i think up? they just released the last season this year i love hbo like this like on uh, my buddy colby and i we're going to do an audio show every week where all we do is talk about like game of thrones season eight series you can definitely do that on but like in YouTube, I'm gonna do it like playlist yeah. to where it's like, Cora's gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do the Netflix originals together, like for the most part. Mm-hmm. But did you ever, did you watch that show Dark? I haven't watched it? Dark. You, oh that's that's God, on the list. Dude. Like it is, it is adult Stranger Things. Yeah. Like I I gotta go back and look because I listened to Tom DeLonge on Joe Rogan. Did you listen to that I did one? Not. It was it was epic. Um, but. He's talking about like that being the way he's trying to get the word out about these technologies and some of the stuff like it, it's way out there fantasy world on dark, but it's also they they it's plotted around this post Chernobyl nuke plant in Germany. Okay, and that's what's causing all the phenomenon like weird blurbs of energy that happen and. It's out there like a planet, and it's definitely adult Stranger Things. But Tom DeLonge is like, well. You know, this is how I'm getting the word out. I'm making these movies and these books about this technology and da 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 da. And Joe Rogan's like, uh, like, really, what's funny is he's had other people on that have talked about similar technology, and he's like, yeah, that could totally be mm-hmm. a thing. And then like everybody, Joe Rogan included, I felt like was just riding Tom DeLonge off. And I'm like, just like honestly, I felt like it's because he was a rock star. Yeah. Because it's like, what's this rock star have to say about yeah. anything? So well, Joe Rogan's usually not like that. I, yeah, I know, which was which was remarkable because like a couple of episodes I saw after that, he, like people were on talking about like weird um, technologies that could possibly exist and how they would work. And I'm like, Tom DeLonge talked about the same thing, but the thing with him was, I can't tell you that. There's like somebody made a funny clip where it's like five minutes of him being like, I well, I, I can't tell you that. But and he just like all the ways that he said he won't. I, no, I'm not going to tell you. Can't tell you. No, I can't tell you his name. Blah blah blah. You could you could pull the whole uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Top Gun. I could tell I could tell you, but I have to kill you. Man, right. Val Kilmer was such a good looking dude in that movie. I know he's really gone downhill. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think probably uh, unsustainable lifestyles and dude, he has like tongue cancer or something right now. So sad. You know, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Val Kilmore, Thunderheart. Thunderheart's not bad. Have you seen uh, Real Genius? No, but I'm like I'm totally the the cover is in my mind. Like I oh, yeah. just never watched it. I've charted it. Though. Good, good comedy one. Nice role for him. Um, obviously, you already mentioned Willow, right? Yeah. So good. So good. Uh, Mad Mardigan. This is Mad Mardigan. Yes, yeah. man. I grew up on that movie. That was really? such a great movie. That uh, like I remember watching that when I was a kid in the cartoon version of Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah, the uh, the one with uh, with the Hobbit or without the actual Lord of the Rings one. I believe it was the actual Lord of the Rings one. The yeah. Hobbit one we watched. I watched all the time with the the song that they sang about that. I remember. I remember him getting his finger bit off in the yeah. end. So that's got to be Lord of the Rings, right? Or yeah. Did, or did Bilbo get his? Uh, no, okay, he didn't. Yeah. yeah, it was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, uh, we had, uh, we went through weird periods in my family. So we had, uh, we had, you know, we started off, uh, as uh, Catholic and then my parents left Catholicism and became really, uh, like uh, Pentecostal. And so when we went through the Pentecostal phase, we were not allowed to listen to secular music. We didn't watch TV. And so, you know, um, that's kind of 
we had stuff on video cassette, and one of the things we had was the Hobbit movie and the Star Wars movies, and so that's how we kind of got got by. Yeah, man. You know, that was one thing, like, my dad was pretty hardcore. Like, he was lighter on me than with my sister, but he's, like, you know, pretty uh, pretty religious guy and was, like, super anti-secular music. Because mm. it was, like, any concerts I wanted to go see, he'd be like, yeah, they're, they're kind of a Christian band, you know? Uh, it's like, you know, and it really eased up by Creed. the time I was, yeah, I got with the first concert I went to see, bro. And don't you think that I spun it that way in eighth grade when I was, like, 13 or 14? funny me and chris marcoletti went to see creed in concert and he got sick and threw up that's not good man first concert i went to see was uh, you remember carmen like where in the world is carmen no, San Diego? It, no i know exactly who you're talking about dude the, the christian dude yeah. he did like some sketch comedy and stuff yep. too mm, yeah i can't think of any names of his songs off the top of my head they but had, I had this, like, it was the, the champion tapes. tour Yep. Back in, yeah, see, so like that. And then, like, my sister, like I said, she got it worse off than me. She would listen to, like, Michael W. Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amy Grant. And then when Amy Grant's uh, secular album came out, you well, could, like, toe the line. Like, a, Are you talking about back when she cheated on her husband yep. with Vince Gill? That's right. Who was in the movie Maverick with Mel Gibson? Was he really? Oh, yeah, bro. I'm pretty sure. That was I'm back before sure. Mel, Mel became pretty socially unacceptable. Now he's kind of back. Yeah, you know. People forget about that anti-Semitism. <laughs> what? And, and the domestic abuse, apparently. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, substance abuse. And that the did, Well, that was why. It, was, it had to be the drugs. The we forgive you, Mel. There we go. Yeah. Well, back on Star Wars. Yeah, we kind of... We See, this is, this is the great part about... The, I can already tell you this is going to be like my favorite part about podcasting. <laughs> is like just getting off on all these side yeah. tangents. Because like, that's what I want to be like, man, that's conversation i've had some of the funnest conversations with people in like the last three months i'm like don't talk about this why aren't we recording this and it's because i mean it's so do you want to hear my nine parts that break, i just break hated? it down okay we were i think we left off at laser sword all right so uh the movie starts um you get the scroll and then you have the space battle the first part that i really hated was poe dameron like punking i don't know Hux? Yeah, dude. Okay, so I didn't look this up, but is Hux a Weasley brother? Uh, he's not a Weasley brother. He just has red hair. Somebody was calling him a Weasley brother, I and I was so. like, was he really in Harry Potter? I feel like that's some anti-ginger sentiment. Okay, yeah, I could see that, too. I was like, I got to look this up. But I thought that was kind of funny, but then, too, I was remarking in my head about how everybody's been ripping in, on the new Han Solo yeah. movie about it being too funny, but there's so many just one-liners and zingers in last jedi yeah. and they started that's kind of how they open the door they open the it. door with it and uh i'm okay with with some of those one-liners right and i know what they were trying to do with the character but i absolutely hated that moment like it was the can you hear me now can you hear me now holding for admiral hux so. that was terrible that was absolutely terrible okay so that's the first moment i hated after that, the bombing scene's pretty good. It's okay. a great space when battle. The, the space drifting of the X-Wing, post-space drifting, where he's like, I mean, thought that was sick. I'm even okay with that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, then, we'll see, like, Kevin Smith's like, I've never seen that before in a Star Wars movie. And I was like, me either, dude. They did some new things. They brought out some new, some new ships. Those bombing ships were super cool. Those were interesting. Although I had to ask some technology, like, uh, physics questions. Like, uh, if you're bombing someone in zero G, how do the bombs fall? Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe they're magnetized. 
That that would be interesting. Yeah, we definitely need some further explanation. I need some I need some more explanation as to how the bombs actually fell if they're in zero G. Yeah, you know Maybe well, the ship is big enough that it created its own gravity. Well, here's like how I felt about that. So what was the what was the little girl what was her name? Rose. Rose the the Asian girl whose sister died. Yeah, and, Rose. So my thing with that was while we're while we're you know, get that and the Leia thing. Like her floating how are, in space. How are you guys not like freezing to death? Like this, I know, like American space. I know. In 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 Hollywood American space, you freeze to death in space. Well, apparently not if you're force sensitive. So yeah, okay. I don't know. I didn't like that moment either. Yeah, because she's just like, oh, I can see down into outer space in this little bomber, and it's like you're not, you know, like why aren't you wearing like a a Neil Armstrong getup or whatever? Yeah. Why aren't you in that tiny little with the thin separation I I, I aluminum know. foil? I don't know. I don't know. But I'd had a problem with that. I'm like, so the laws of space, whatever they are, that I don't pretend to understand them. It's not the same in the Star Wars. No, and not in the Star Wars. Well, there's not supposed to be explosions in space either. So I mean, you I had to... a problem with it when Luke was hanging out of the Cloud City. I'm like, is this an atmosphere? Are you in there space must be right an atmosphere. Now? So there's some, there's some at least some precedents for that. So. Uh, I didn't like that moment at all. Um, second moment was Luke throwing away the lightsaber. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh no, this is going. This is going in a bad direction." This isn't the Lucas of my it's, child. It's not. I mean, I felt like Ryan Johnson, the director and writer, wanted to just crap all over everything. I mean, he killed. So he wrote it. He did. Interesting. And the only thing that he's I, ever done, I looked it up. He did that movie Looper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith was talking about that. Apparently, Kevin Smith has worked with Ryan Wilson or has had him on his show or been on a show with well, him he, or something. He did a bunch of TV stuff. Yeah. Which is, I'm not pooping on that. TV's good. We're in the golden age of, of TV right now. I just, um, you, know, you take someone like Luke Skywalker, and they talk about it later on in the movie where he's like, you, you know, I became a legend. You know, and I'm not a legend. I, I, I get that, but they just took a lot of liberties. There was no place in the entire original trilogy where Luke Skywalker is the comic relief. Yeah. What, um, true that. What did you think about, um, Mark Hamill coming out and saying that like, like vocally against it, he said he came out, read something that said he regretted saying that. Yeah. But where you at on that? I agree with him. Right. I mean, he got, he got a good payday and he had to do it as director. And he's, he's basically what he's doing is he's protecting his legacy. He's distancing himself because because he he's he's given the performance right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so of, of my out. of my not, I hated that moment too. I hated. I, it. I laughed about that. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was funny. Or he's just messing with her. Yeah, I, I feel it. That's the force. Yeah. That I was hated that, that moment funny. too. I hated the the milking scene. Oh yeah, where he drinks what, the milk. What is that? The and then he's got milk. this look on his face like. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm simple now. Look <laughs> at me. I drink milk from the other weird sea he, creature. He, he fishes, um, you know, in, in the most, in the worst place in the entire island, fish, yeah. right? I don't know. Uh, I didn't like that moment. Um, I really, really didn't like uh, the interaction with uh, with Ray and, and Luke at all. There was no, there was nothing there. Like, there was no Yoda. Like, there was nothing there's no, there. They had no real force connection. The no. only time I think we saw that, and why I was kind of talking to you about like my prediction that they might be brother and sister. Bear with me. 
Okay. So, okay. so you're talking about Kylo Ren and Ray. And, you know, Snoke's got them all force touching each other and, you know, having little, little force interactions. Very, very uh, scandalous. It's, it's, it's force play. And, and, and <laughs> made me think <laughs> that Kylo was trying to, to, you know, like had an infatuation with her. And then it, later on when he's like, take my hand, you know. Yeah. But, too, you got to admit that the Star Wars universe with George Lucas has a very circular pattern to it. I was just reading an article yesterday. It was talking about how the sequence where they go in and the, uh, to Jabba uh, in the Return of the Jedi mm -hmm. is the same sort of setup that they used on the mission in Episode One with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yeah. I didn't really get behind what they were saying, but like the whole premise of the article was just a circular pattern. We're looping back and playing on the same themes that George Lucas liked to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But when Luke like kicks open the door to that hut and like, you know, Sees Kylo, them together. she's reaching out to Kylo, I feel like he had the freak out moment there. And it wasn't just because he sees Kylo Ren. I felt like it was like, you got to get away from him because he's your brother. Yeah. You know, there's something there. And then that's when uh, one of my friends was like, I think they're brothers and sisters. And oh. I was like, and I, I honestly hadn't thought about it till like two days ago. So he would have to be Han and Leia's son, daughter. So yeah, like what if, you know? Yes, and here's another thing: like watching Force Awakens last night. What is the whole uh, Jakku or Jakku, whatever you want to call it? Like, what is that whole connection there with the old guy in the beginning? It's like. Well, who who the f are you with the yeah. thing that has the map to Luke, and why do you have it on Jakku, where this girl is also? So at? they did a bunch of so they did a bunch of like uh, uh, different books, like prequel books, and so they talk about him. He's so new canon, new canon. There's okay. a ton of that stuff that's coming out, and so they go into a little of that guy's back history. Um, he's like a former, uh, he's like a former. Um, resistance guy that was part of the leadership that was ousted. So this was another issue that one of my buddies has with uh, the uh, force awakens is like, why, if they, they won in return of the Jedi, why are they the resistance? What are they resisting? And so they clear that up in one of the books too, where they talk about uh, the uh, first order. So the empire goes away to the, the outer reaches and then they kind of uh, regroup, and then they come and they gain some political mobility with the Senate. Um, and then the First Order kind of starts to take over things. Um, and so there's a group within the galactic leadership that Leia is a part of that resists that, and that's where the resistance comes from. And so that guy is one of the previous, he was one of the leaders that was ousted when the First Order came back in. And so when they blew up all those planets, they basically blew up all of the government so that they could take over completely. So do you have any backstory on Snoke? No, there's nothing. That's another that was another one of the things that upset. I don't me. even think that dude is dead. Okay, and like because here's why. Like if Luke can like project, change his physical appearance in the projection from mm -hmm. the island, which I'm going to say, when he was levitating on that rock, I freaked out. I was like, yes! That was like my favorite so part of the So did you see that movie. coming at all? No. Even though you couldn't see his footprints? Very observant. No, I did but, not say, I, man, I got to go see the movie again. Like, I didn't see it coming at all, but like that, it was just my favorite part. I'm like, when, and then like, so how he's like able to touch Leia, he's able to give her the dice, and then how the dice disappear. Mm -hmm. So, like, if that's possible, 
it's possible Snoke didn't get cut in half. That's true. That that, that, that was a projection of Snoke, and he just let it lay there until after the Imperial Guards. What do you think about that scene where um, Kylo and Ren are fighting Imperial Guards? Together? That was a good scene. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. Sick. Like, I wonder if those are like Sith trained Imperial. So I guards. think that those guys go. Those guys are the Knights of Ren. Interesting. And yeah, so they're I the other, the other, the other ones that left with uh, Kylo Ren when they burned down the Jedi Temple. Yeah, that's a. Uh, those scenes get me excited. Where the, the flashbacks to the there were so so many good moments, man. Like the, there were yeah, so many. There good was moments. a lot going on there with were. that movie, and but, I liked it a lot better the second time I saw it. But these, this, these, you know, and like these five moments with Luke just really brought the grade down for me. Like three lessons, we only get two. Where's See, the third so, lesson? Do you think? Well, maybe the third lesson is projection. I don't know, but do you, do you think Luke's? I think Luke's going to be in the in the third. Of movie. course, he has to be right because they. I mean, Carrie Fisher died. Yeah, and how? How are they not going to give us resolution on that? I don't know, and they're not going to CGI her. See, what I think should have happened is I think that once she passed away, they should have gone in and reshot, and then instead of uh, Vice Admiral Holdo dying in the it should have been her okay so what i thought about this too like so i guess she didn't make the jump to light speed before going through the ship or... so she was she cut him in half while he was she was jumping through light speed so you think that destroyed her ship oh yeah okay yeah i mean i could see that but i was just like oh yeah you're just gonna be on the other side of the wormhole still intact but you know, still I... still have matter crashing against matter yeah, I could see that. But yeah, I liked how they did that and they just like cut it apart. Yeah. Just... You, how did you feel about them destroying Luke's lights get, lightsaber? Well, I, that's okay because I feel like that um, I, I did read a book when I was a kid about Luke putting the lightsaber back together. Mm -hmm. What was that? Probably between Empire Strikes Back and. So yeah, Return he gets his. Yeah, so he has to. There's a, there's a deleted scene in Return of the Jedi. Uh, at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, when uh, when they're in Tatooine, where he's putting together his green lightsaber, and so that's the last, according to the 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 backstory and everything, that's the last step of uh, becoming a Jedi Master is m constructing your own lightsaber. So they yeah. show the last scene of that lightsaber. They show the little crystal that's inside of it, right? And so what I think what are those crystals called? I love how kyber they, crystals. Yeah, I like how they work that into um, Rogue One. Yeah. So what? What's your take on Rogue One? I loved Rogue One. I did too. I did too. I, but I, I'm going to rewatch it next. It, it remained true to the Star Wars formula, right? Like there's a formula. Um, it had it had the right comic relief in the right places, right? So the comic relief is the droid, you know, not Luke Skywalker being a, a smartass and Drink, drinking green, drinking green milk. <laughs> God dang, I hated that so much. I was oh, like, man. and then the look on his face was like. Yeah, it tastes good. He's got it all dripping down his beard. <laughs> the only part after that, I think after we get, you know, we get into the the whole story, is like the first, yeah, the first thirty five minutes. I was thinking, oh, I hate this movie. I can't believe they ruined Star Wars. And they got progressively better. But um, when he's fighting Kylo Ren uh, on the planet, and they're shooting him with the lasers, and he steps out and he brushes off his shoulder. No, I, you know that didn't seem like a very Luke Skywalker no, it thing. Did to not do either, but at the same time, like I don't know, like 
I was I'm fascinated what they did with this character because it, it, I kind of agree with what Mark Hamill saying. It's like not the Luke of my upbringing either. But at the same time, like the only Luke I ever knew was this kind of young, not like Han Solo-like brash character, but like, you know, I mean, like him in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, this is a punk teenager, man. Like, But in, in Return of the Jedi, he comes into his own and he's got that, you know, he's got peace about him and he he never said I, I don't think he ever said anything sarcastic ever right yeah, so just to take have him... a different aura about him in return of the jedi definitely mm-hmm. definitely it's like a lot of growing up between empire strikes back and return of the jedi. yeah um i just i didn't like what they did with the character i really so i i i, I kind of feel what what the filmmakers are doing they're going to take star wars it's no longer going to be a skywalker story Right, and so they did say they're trying to get away from that. Right. Well, I mean, they just tell yeah, other stories. They tell other stories, and that's great. That's great, but they destroyed everything. I mean, look at the things that they destroyed from the traditional Star Wars. Right, they destroy the lightsaber. They character assassinate Luke Skywalker. Right, they blow up the X-wing. I bet we're not going to see another X-wing. Okay, so what do you think about the X-wing in the water? He just he crashed it there, and he never. That was a scathing remark from uh, uh, Kevin Smith. He was like are you not going to take that X-Wing out the water? And he's like, when he, before he knew that Luke had projected, he was like, I just know, I know that, that he, he raised the X-Wing and he flew there. Yeah. And then he's like, oh. it's a, it's a statement that basically he, he could leave if he wanted to, because, you know, we saw it in Empire Strikes Back that he can get the X-Wing out of the water. Um, but did you notice that the door on uh, his little shelter was a uh, part of the X-Wing? No, yeah, I did not. Yeah. Go back and check that out. When Chewie kicks the door in, which, and that's another thing. Like, why did they do Chewie that way? Are you talking about where he's eating a little animal or what? He's beloved, man. And they make him. He's vegan in that movie. He's an afterthought. (laughs) He's just an afterthought. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, at least he shoots Kylo Ren in Force Awakens. Man, I, I felt the same way. They really didn't. And like, I wanted them to elaborate more on. Because you know how Luke's like, where's Han? Mm-hmm. Like, well, tell the man where Han is right. and let me see how he reacts. Yeah, they had nothing there with that at all. Yeah. They just, I just, they they were, he was very careless with the, uh, with the icons of Star Wars. I mean, they killed Admiral Akbar for God's sake, you know? Um, and not in a very glorious way. He gets sucked out into space and because he doesn't have Princess Leia powers, he can't bring himself back in that was terrible man i know and they had the perfect opportunity to just wrap that up right there yeah could have been great i wonder if i wonder if when they filmed that like they're already past that seed in the movie and then um carrie fisher dies or like what the deal was like i wonder how much of her part they had filmed when she passed away like that's how i was thinking about that like ever since i saw it i'm like because i just like i even made a remark to you i figured they were going to kill her off in yeah. this movie but they didn't i think that the last movie was supposed to be focused on her like the first movie was han solo the second movie was luke skywalker and the third one was princess leia so is the han solo story going to be told like before a new hope or yeah. after return of the jedi i think before a new hope that's that's kind of the gist i was picking up on too um so that's what kind of makes me like i'm wondering where they're going to tie in so if like if they are trying to tell new stories and they're trying to get away from the Skywalker sort of era, then that means that Ray 
is probably not a Skywalker. Right. Which means she probably can't be related to Kylo Ren, but it could also mean that <coughs> she's a Kenobi. That's another conspiracy theory I've heard a lot about. And then the Kenobi book from the tree. Mm-hmm. Well, and also um, they're making a new Kenobi trilogy. See, that's what makes me think that that in itself well, makes he, me think she's a. Uh, well, he hears she hears uh, Obi Wan Kenobi in Force Awakens when she touches the lightsaber down in the basement. Yeah, that's one of the voices. I really, I've, I've thought about that a lot. I wonder, how, and so like, I feel like this too, we're, we're nice little consumers of this because like, they're like, we're going to give you Force Awakens and we're going to give you Rogue One one more time. Mm-hmm. You're going to go watch it around the same time. So I wonder if they're going to wait and hold off. Like I heard that this Han Solo movie is going to come out like sooner. And now I'm hearing that it, that it might be like around December. Yeah, like next year. Yeah. So that's like what they're doing. They're giving us one a year. Yep. So in two years, we'll get the. Um, is there any title out for the third uh, trilogy in the trilogy? No, I think that they're getting ready to start filming it. So, and I wonder if um, they're going to just immediately start the Kenobi stuff after the third movie comes out. If they're going to start a new trilogy and that'd be the Kenobi trilogy. I don't know. You know. You know what I want? I want a live action Star Wars show on Netflix. You know, weren't they doing that they on like NBC to. for a while or something? Uh, but I think or? it all fell through. Now that I think that Disney is going to create their own streaming service. I bet that's why it fell through is Probably. because Disney bought the rights. Yeah, and they're going to. Uh, I want to see. Uh, there have been rumors about like a Boba Fett live action series mm. or a uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Well, see, so I could see that because you know that they're going to bring the Boba Fett thing in. I feel like on the Han Solo movie. Yeah, you have to. So. Hmm. Which is interesting. I like how they did that to an extent in Attack of the Clones, how they brought Boba Fett and the kid, and how Boba Fett's the person they made the clones after. Mm-hmm. That was a fascinating little way to tie it in. There, there were some good things in that movie. There were some good things in that movie. Um, just like there were some good things in Last Jedi. But well, Back to the back to the crappy things. Just, we, we've got the space battle okay. comedy. We've got the laser sword toss. Yeah. And the green titty milk. Yep. Where, what else? Uh, what else you had on your list? Okay, so uh, I, I talked to you about the uh, the brush off after getting blown up. All right, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really didn't like that at all. Um, so you're not you're not a fan of the comic relief. You can say I like the comic relief. It just needs to be not Luke Skywalker. What what relief. is what is one bit of comic relief you enjoyed from? Um, so I liked the uh, uh, I I enjoy um, I enjoy Finn. Yeah, 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 he's good comic relief. Uh, you know who I really liked in this? I liked Benicio del Toro's character. No, right? I, liked I did him. too. Like, and I re- didn't really expect him to be in there. And I was like, well, that's a good cameo. Like, yeah. that really was a good. Well, cameo. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I felt like there was more to it there, and I like how he was like this. Uh, the I think they were commenting on this on Joe Rogan. Did you see the Photoshop they made of Joe Rogan with like they had Brian Callen and Brendan Schwab on? He, Joe Rogan does an MMA show now. Mm-hmm. And they made this funny Photoshop of like Joe Rogan's the little Asian girl and Brian Callen is, um, I forget who Brian Callen was, but Brendan Schwab was Finn. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, dude, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. I, I like him as a comic relief. I like BB-8 as comic relief. I do too. I do too. And like, you know, like the droids is a theme. 
Like, what do you think about that? What do you think about like, oh, okay, well, Anakin made 3PO and then like how they continued him on and then like, oh, oh that was another emotional when like Luke sees R2 yeah. and he projects and they Leia. Didn't, what, so he's just, is R2 just so old that he can't do anything anymore? He just like hangs out and turns off and turns on periodically. They gave C-3PO something. I hate C-3PO. Yeah, C-3P bro. Yeah, he's not yeah, so good. I know. I'm, I'm not a big 3PO fan either. I felt like they kind of milked that, the whole droid thing. Like I felt like when they brought the droids in in episode one, mm -hmm. I was like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. they, like they're just going to last this whole time. And, I mean, it kind of makes sense. They're, they're the thread that ties it all together, right? So this is what I've kind of always thought, that R2-D2, his memory is never wiped. And so he's been there from episode one all the way through where we are right now. And so he's the, he's the record of it. He knows it all. Help me, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was a nice scene. I know, man. And then they ruined it with, watch your language. It's a sacred place. Mm -hmm. It's like they would have a great moment, like the moment where Luke Skywalker gets gunned down and then he doesn't die and he just steps out and then he's got he's to brush it off his shoulder. Yeah, so you're saying the no footprints thing, like there were no red. No. Yeah, yeah I didn't pick up on that. Yep. It's a nice spot. Did you, did you pick up on that the second time you saw it? Or second time. time. Okay, yeah. Any other Easter eggs you picked up on seeing it yesterday? Um, What else did I see yesterday that I, I didn't see? Um, There was the... Uh, um, well, I didn't. So the first time I watched it, I didn't notice that the Jedi books were in the Millennium Falcon. Ooh, that was the best Easter egg of all. I did notice that one. And two, more foreshadowing, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the only book I remember seeing was the Kenobi book. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all, uh, um, and Yoda kind of alludes to it when he was like, you know, he basically tells Luke that she has the books. In his backwards speaking kind of way. I know. I like how he's just like, oh, I'll just burn the tree down yeah. for you. It's not the tree that's important. I really like the direction they took the force. Like they're getting away from this dark side, light side, good and evil. And they're go moving more to this gray. Oneness. Yeah. that uh, Everyone. Yeah. Um, I liked the discussion that they had about, you know, blaming the Jedi for the Sith. Mm -hmm. And that they really screwed up because they were cocky. Because that was definitely in the first trilogy. That was obvious that the... I always kind of thought that the Jedi were the bad guys. I could see that, and I've heard I've heard conspiracy theories, if you call them that, uh, going into that. It's like, but that's why I like, like Luke's character made sense to me that he was wise in that he had picked up on that. That he had picked up on the vanity, and that like that like there is no dividing the force into it just the is. Jedi get the light side of the force yeah. sort the Sith get the dark side it's like a libertarianism version of the force it's a bit it's a bit like that there's this idea in old canon of uh, a gray jedi and uh they tend toward uh, the the middle well um, see and i guess luke really became that yeah that's what he became so uh, is in the old canon is he he goes full on dark side Right. At some point he does. Like there's all kinds of stuff that they do in the in the um like at one point he gets cloned and he has to face his clone self and there's uh uh he goes to the dark side. He has uh he has children and they grow up and um yeah, there's a lot of stuff, which I'm kinda glad they threw all that crap out and they're doing something different. Yeah, you know, like I've never been one to 
like the only canon for me to accept, like I, I, I like that fans come up with stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like this Han Solo film. Like that guy's been in a lot of different film projects and was apparently trying to get the spot, the spot of the Han Solo in the new movie, but didn't. And I like the fan canon, but at the same time, like, who are you? Like, why should I just accept what you have to say about yeah. this and not? But I, you know, and then like, why should you accept what Ryan Wilson has? To you know, uh, I was listening to a podcast with Kevin Smith on it. Um, it was uh, hosted by. Uh, uh, Adam Savage from uh, MythBusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Is what it's the one at, where they're at the bar? Uh, I don't know where they do it at. Uh, he he has it's like just a thirty minute podcast. But he he was talking about Kevin Smith was talking about uh, he's a big fan of like fan fiction, and I think I disagree with him on the fan fiction stuff. Yeah, I've never like as a matter of fact when I realized there was all this fan fiction when I was a kid, I was like, well, I want to know what George Lucas has. That's right. But he, he apparently was open to it and accepted it. But then when it came time to like draw from that, he's like, oh, no, Disney's just going to do whatever. And I don't know. Like, it's a, it's weird that they keep it going and that they change. It's they, We can even have this conversation. Well, it's all because of the Internet, right, that, that gives people a venue to do that stuff. You know that's where the whole Fifty Shades of Grey books came from, right? No. Those were Those were Twilight fan fiction. They were like bondage Twilight fan fiction that ended up morphing into that that storyline. Interesting. Yeah, took a dark turn, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a buddy of mine was making a Facebook status about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey um, last week, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I kind of get what you're saying." He's going on like he's like, "This is so." Uh, which I saw your uh, I saw your Facebook uh, meme you shared right before you came here. That was hilarious. It's like. Bundle up, yeah. But Donald Trump, that is so funny, man. Like that he did. He's like tweet denies global warming all the time, and I'm not taking a stance on it here on the air or anything. But like, <laughs> it's hilarious how he's like, like, hey, I'm smarter than all of you. That's right. Here's my take. You better bundle up because this is fake news. It is. Oh man, it's it's too funny. And yes. like, it's the trillions of dollars. Damn. Oh, we're, it, we're in a weird time right now with uh, with uh, information and where it comes from and um, who can create it. It'll be interesting to see which uh, what effect that the uh, new net neutrality stuff has on the flow of information. It makes me nervous, man. It makes me nervous too, but I kind of feel like there could be a positive side. So like right now I have some friends like uh, Michael Booty. He's going to be on the podcast. We're going to do one where we break down all the concerts we went to in 2017. And mm -hmm. I went to a couple with him. So, and he went to one that I was at, that he was at and had way better seats than me, Roger Waters, Tulsa. But, um. Wish I had gone to that. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get to see anything like that. Like, this is a spectacle of, like, that is, that was better than any version of Pink Floyd I've ever yeah. seen. I mean, and that's the, so like it's a travesty that David Gilmore is not playing. And then also David Gilmore released that Pompeii album, uh, or DVD rather. Like right after that, and they played two thirds the same number of Floyd songs. Breathe, mm. um, I forget uh, what. Uh, I don't think David Gilmer played Dogs, but Roger Water playing Dogs blew my mind. And he like he has have two guitar players because like yeah. he doesn't have David Gilmore. But both the dudes melted my face. Yeah, <sighs> that's how I felt when I saw the uh, the Rolling Stones. 
You saw the Rolling Stones? I did. I saw them in San Francisco. I've heard their live is like unlike anything you're ever going to get on an album. It was really good. Uh, like so they she, have like a whole other dialogue. It's just life. really good. It was so good. And uh, every song I sing along with. So we got uh, we got tickets the day of. And uh, we were 13 rows back from the stage. Man, so did here's my conspiracy on Keith Richards. Do you, do you see, Seth? Do you, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, psychic vampire. Psychic vampire. So here's the rumor about Keith Richards. That oh, I think we've talked about this. That he has a blood bitch. Yeah. So that he's like, and here's the thing I've always heard, and he might just be doing it to like stay rejuvenated or whatever. But that he still does heroin. Mm. Like, have you ever seen some of the old like '70s and '80s interviews with Keith Richards where he's just like his teeth are rotten out and he's just like really, yeah. really heroined out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, you're gonna die. Like, you're gonna die. And but he's old as. Dirt. He is old. I, I don't remember how old he is. He did but... not stop playing the guitar, man. I don't think he stopped doing heroin. They don't. They don't stop moving on. The, I mean, this was so. This was like fifteen years ago, back right? when the, the tongue thing was coming out on all the infomercials. Yeah. So they were, uh, th but they were really good. They did. Uh, uh, they did a version of uh, "Sympathy for the Devil" that was just amazing. It was so good. And then uh, they did a uh, Cheryl Crow open for him. I'm not a huge Cheryl Crow fan. Was Kid Rock there? Kid Rock was not there, but Cheryl Crow and Mick did a duet for Wild Horses. That was super Ooh, cool. Nice. That was awesome. That's what I always love, like going to a concert. Like when we saw Pearl Jam a couple years ago, uh, Chad Smith, a.k.a. Will Ferrell, yeah. from the Chili Peppers, came out and played on the very last song with Pearl Jam, which was Keep Rocking in the Free World. They do that one a lot. Yeah. They had that. Uh, they had that line of uh, concert albums that they put out on CD back when CDs were still the thing, and they had that. Who uh, would have? You know, that's funny. Like, I, like in that closet over there, I have like five hundred DVDs that, like, it's digital now. Yeah. Like I, everything, I, I had to uh, turn off my Google Drive when I uh, was booting everything up. It was lagging my computer because I have like eight thousand files on my Google Drive, but everything's on the cloud now. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like Nothing every really bit of the podcast anymore. is on Google Drive. Like all my folders, yeah. every episode that we're gonna do. It's not real, man. Just ones and zeros. So you think they're taking that cloud information and, and you know creating copies of our minds and stuff? Could be. That seems like a different podcast. Definitely. We're definitely gonna have to do a totally different podcast on the National Park side. We just gotta stay on the Star Wars. That's all right. Star Wars is good, man. So the brush off that sucked. Is that, oh, what are you, Jay-Z? Yeah, it's like, what? I mean, this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And he's, she's doing, I mean, you know. That is too new of a cultural it's reference. It's too new of a cultural reference. It shouldn't be in there. Uh, and it should not be Luke Skywalker that's doing it. If they want to have Poe do it, that's okay. Yeah. See, that's funny that you didn't like the Poe thing. Like, I thought that was like immediately, like, I was like, that's funny. That's funny. Like it wasn't so intentionally funny though. Like it was. I mean, that's like really they opened the whole movie with it, that. They open with a joke. Like, no, you can have jokes. So it's not. A, it's not a space comedy. It's a space opera. It is. Well, but I mean, like if you go back to the original Star Wars, right? The the guy that I mean, he's Poe is is the Han Solo, right? He's the roguish oh, oh, guy. Oh yeah, totally. Agree. The, that's the archetype. And you know, there's the scene where they're breaking into the detention center. And then Han Solo's like, uh, we're all fine here. How are you? You know, yeah. that seemed, that was not forced though. 
Right? Didn't that seem yeah, like... Yeah, dude, I love that. In A New Hope, he's like, oh, yes, um, uh, yes, oh, we're all fine down here. Um, yeah. How are you? And then he shoots it, right? <laughs> that, but that, that is was, classic. That's good dialogue. I feel like, too, do you think that a lot of this stuff like with, is them attempting to replicate those moments that fans like identified with? Because, I mean, it's not like in all three of the original trilogies. Not, there's a ton of funny parts. Yeah. But the ones that are are true zingers like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, oh. And I think that, so the, I think they replicated those moments really well in the uh, uh, Force Awakens. I think he didn't do as good a job in. in well, do you think Jedi. that's a direction thing? You think that's a J.J. Abrams or I think Ryan that's Wilson? a director thing. Why did they switch directors? Like, now J.J. Abrams is going to do the third one. Like, that makes no sense to me. Like I'm, I'm that way with bands too. Like you know, they, if you like swap out your guitar player, I may never listen to you again. You know they did that for uh, Empire too, though. So Empire was directed by someone different too. Yeah, but still, one thing. Empire is my, my favorite Star Wars of all time. On all of them is George Lucas. Yeah. So you hear my dog in there barking. Uh huh. Sleepy. Turd dog. Yeah, I have chocolate a lab. Turd dog too. Yeah. He's like, well, Cora's in, in the other room sleeping off her flu or whatever she's got. And he's just like, hey, I've been in the studio with you getting sh- stuff ready. And <laughs> I can't going to lock now. me out. You're going to lock me in the other room in the yep. kennel. Yeah. So what, what, what beyond the brush off rubbed you the wrong way? Um, let's see. What else did I not like? Um, so this hasn't come up at all, and I can't believe that it hasn't. Uh, how many times do I have to hear one of those little birds chirp? The Porgs. Mm, though, oh, you already know the name of them. Yeah. That's okay, so I will say this, though. And let, me, let me see what you need. Okay, go ahead. Is that kind of it? Yeah, that's like a, yeah, like a sissy version of Chewbacca. Chewbacca, that's what yeah. I thought. Like, it's like, uh, and they have the whole uh, part in the, um, in the Millennium Falcon where Chewie does his roar, which is iconic. And then the little stupid bird does the roar. Yeah, yeah. No. See, like, did you think that Chewie was going to, like, that was, like, the mom or whatever, the one is like, eating it? Yeah. It's like, how could you eat that? Yeah. Which I can, even that didn't even bother me as much. I thought that was funny. But the, uh, the when they were flying and then the, the bird goes against the, the window and you see it from the outside, I literally went into GameStop and I saw, I mean, that's such a blatant product placement right there. I literally saw one of those where you could stick it on your window of your car. And I think that that's the only reason that they had that scene in the movie because someone's like, "We got this." I really liked the animals in the, in this one. Though. I did like, too. I liked the little horse. I did too. Crazy big eared things. I don't remember what those were called. And then like the uh, the the ice boxes. Yeah, at the end. that was cool. I really liked those too. Uh, I I didn't hate the porgs, uh, the, the little birds, but like every time they went to the island, you had to hear one of those things chirp. Did you like the uh, the the island natives? I kind of like how they worked that in. That was one of the other like when she cuts through the boulder, and then yeah. it crushes the wheelbarrow. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do you have to have that scene? Uh, you know, maybe just to reinforce the the island natives because it showed them once yeah. when they're like fixing the window or whatever from. Uh, when she shoots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! I was cleaning my bastard and it went off while I was having phone sex with Kyle Ren. <laughs> We're having intergalactic uh, yeah, sexting. Snoke's hooking it up for him. Jeez. Oh, and so man. that's the other thing that was really unclear. So all Snoke wants is to kill Luke Skywalker. 
Is that all he wants? That's why he connected their brains well, together. Well, and how is he going to connect them like that and not know the location of the island? That's right. Like, like I feel like it's like like Ray's sending out a signal, and he's like, you're right there. But maybe, who knows, maybe Luke Skywalker's got like a cloak of invisibility over the island. Maybe. Yeah, I don't man, know. I don't know either. That was That was probably the only plot hole that I saw. Like that was the plot hole that for me was kind of like, how how does that work? That you can read minds, you connected these people's minds together without them even knowing it, and you don't know, you don't know where Luke Skywalker is yet. And then yeah. did he figure out where Luke Skywalker was? And then that's why At he wanted her to some point because like, well, I don't know about Snoke, but Kylo is like, I'm gonna go to this island and I'm gonna like. How did Kylo find out? I don't know because he knew. He did. He made yeah. a remark about knowing about how he's going to go. I feel to the like island. there were some things that must have gotten cut out of the movie that, like the third lesson, had to get cut out of the movie because why wouldn't he just say two lessons? Well, maybe the third lesson hasn't happened yet. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be one of those. See, do you think things. that Luke is going to be able to kind of go back and forth? Or do you like because like how how like the cloak just floats down? And it's like are you, are you dead? Like what? So he did the he went he did he did the Obi Wan thing where he just uh, fades into the Force, right? And so I think instead of him appearing to Ray, he's gonna he's gonna be bothering Kylo Ren mm. because remember he says, uh, you know, if you strike me down in anger, style, yeah. I'll be with you forever, like your father. So I wonder if that's what's gonna happen. That would be interesting to see that because usually you only see the Force ghosts talking to the good guys. Yeah. He's a bad guy who wanted to kill his mom, who's not yeah. a good actress. I know, man. Like, Carrie Fisher, that was one remark. Like, I watched Force Awakens last night, and I didn't feel as strongly negative towards her. Maybe rest in peace because she's no longer here because mm. she's overdosed on she's heroin bad. and cocaine and crack or whatever yeah. she was on on the airplane. Like, how are you going to have that cocktail of super, super intense drugs? Mm. And be 60. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, she probably, I, I'm going to say, like, maybe she just battled with addiction and, like, relapsed several times. But I think she probably never stopped. Drinking. Probably not. So. Probably not. She, uh, she had those, she had those problems. She had, uh, definitely substance abuse problems. And from the autopsy. What was it? Was it heroin, coke? It was about, yeah. It's like heroin, coke, and something else, like uh, like opioids or something. Yeah, like some, some kind of downer. Yeah, I was like, man, like you were asking for it. Yeah, I had to. I had to stop taking cold medicine yesterday because I was feeling yucky. Man, I, you know, I will say this: like I haven't over the last three or four years. I had a surgery three, four years ago, uh, last September, and I since have stopped taking like a lot of like I don't. Unless I need some leave for like my low back or something, like reduce a little inflammation, I don't really take anything. Yeah. So it's, um, I feel like when I do take, I was taking ibuprofen. I feel yeah. like it was working really well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, like I can't take a lot of stuff like that. It either jacks with my stomach or like stops working after a very short while. Yeah. So. What did you have uh, surgery on? And a hernia repair, man. I've had that. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Did what how did what procedure did they go with? So I mine was a uh so it was my lower abdomen a tear in the muscle. Yeah. See and, mine was below the waist yeah. and, and guinal is what they yeah. call it. And dude, hernias are actually like some of the most common things in adult males and like I had no idea and uh, since a couple of my friends have had yeah. them. They put a piece of me. mesh 
in there. That's what they did to me. Well, how do you feel about that? They um, told you it's the only way to go, right? Yeah. That's that's bullshit. Okay. Well, this was this was uh, I had this surgery like 13 years ago. So. so here's the thing: even then, if I'm not mistaken, they can take up your own skin follicles basically and grow you a mess patch out of your own. DNA. Well, they've recalled all those mess patches now, and I always get little, you know. Dude, I'm I'm having some weird issues with like nerves in in that area. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Which is a bad place to have nerve issues. Yeah, and like I actually had a surgery on that location when I was younger. I had a varicose seal. A varicose seal is what they call it, like a little vein issue. And uh, that was my second surgery. I used the same exact site. So if I have anything else done, that's three three surgeries on the same exact area. And the last procedure was an issue because they were like, oh, there's a lot of scar tissue, blah, blah, blah. And that's probably what I'm having now is the scar tissue like getting into my nerves now. Yeah. Yeah, surgery's no good. I don't want to have any more anymore. Twelve staples, you know, and then too, they like afterwards, like I tell people this, just like because I, I was able to get over it, but I got out of the hospital and I had an autoimmune disease. So like I think it's the two or three things that it could have happened is um they gave me so many pain meds. Said twelve staples, and it's a little bit more intense surgery because the previous one. So I think that possibly because I had so many pain meds, I'd like it it offset and where I didn't go to the bathroom for like several days. So I think like my gut biome got off somehow, and like it like changed the bacteria in my whole body or something. So or because uh, like I had to take two of these like super intense hydros every day just yeah. to keep the pain manageable. Like it got to the point where like I was like you'd see how where people get pneumonia because like I couldn't cough because it's so intense for that first week or so and my lungs were filling up with fluid and I couldn't clear it out. That sounds awful. It was so that was where I was at for like two weeks almost, and then I got this weird like skin issue where it's like ninety percent of my body when I would work out would like. Just like it would get these little like psoriasis type things, and they would go away, and I could treat them, and they would go away. But I struggled with this for like two years almost, and then one day it just went away. Actually, I was drinking a bunch of herbal teas, and um, but they put me on antibiotics for six months of ZPAC, and then after that it was like, well, take penicillin. Like all the way to they were going to get me to uh, do this cancer drug called methyltrexate, and I was like nine years. Like they were going to have me like do all these blood panels. Like they were legit about to put me on cancer. Jeez. to try and clear it and my judo coach uh old man dean he uh was like drank these teas and um it's comfrey teas with uh red clover and i uh, also took shark cartilage and just did some other like holistic type methods and so my dad's it. really big into uh a lot of the kind of uh, holistic naturalistic stuff. If i could get you to look under the table i'll tell you what else your dad's big into <laughs> circle gaming people <laughs> I'm going to circle game your dad next time I see him. Good luck with that. I, I was like, I was looking for him at the tournament the other day. I'm like, your dad loves this, this circle game? Like, I'm yeah. going to get him. And then yeah. I was like, dude, that was, a, that was a marathon tournament. We got, we walked out here like seven o'clock. Yeah. It was a long day. Yeah. So. It was um, a long day. Yeah. It was. And then I was a weird little coaching issue to where like the head ring coordinator was um, coaching like one of his guys and his guy got like injured in the match or something. So like, but he had my guy in a triangle and he let go and was like, ah, like held his groin. 
And so the ref stops the match, de-accused the guy for holding his groin and raised my guy's hand. And then this head ring coordinator coach starts freaking out. Whoa, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, hey, just get Brandon Quick over here, the tournament owner, one of the tournament owners. He's like, well, we can't get Brandon over here. He's just automatically going to defer to me. And I was like, is that how we do business around here? Uh, just defer to the head ring coordinator guy who's also coaching. Maybe you should go take your suit off if you're going to sit out here and coach. Like, And I was just like, I, I kind of, but like Brandon got over there. Ref was like, here's what happened. And then they were like, no, dude, you can't be holding your groin talking during the middle of the match. And so was he, he injured himself or he was yeah, just. Yeah, he like had a, had the guy in a triangle and I guess he like squeezed too hard and it's like, like maybe pulled something in his groin or something. Popped a gnat or something. Yeah, I don't know. And then like, like I thought my guy tapped. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, good, good job. You know, it's like, it was a, it was a good little match. They were scrambling before it happened. And then like my guy just came up in a triangle and he's like teenagers too. So, but it was just like, I was kind of put out by the head ring coordinator slash ref being like, whoa. The owner's just going to defer to me. It's like, dude, I was at the first one of these organizations. I don't remember you being there, bro. Like, our first AGF. Uh -huh. like, that's what I always say. Like, a lot of people jumped on their bandwagon. It's like, well, and I've been to 20 events and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. My students come first. Even though I like Chris and Brandon, like, if they, if, if they are going to condone people being shortchanged because of referee or whatever, which they don't, they always fix it. They'll watch video, whatever. It's like, you know, like my students come first. I don't care that you've been to 20 events. That's a bias. Like no number. I was like, it's the first AGF ever. No number of AGFs is going to turn me on to being like, oh, AGF over my student. Mm -hmm. Like you, like in almost every tournament, like something comes up and I'm like, hey, you need to fix this. Yeah. But we always have several people compete as well. I yeah. mean, like uh, it, one of them, we had like 33 people compete. Lots of talking to the owners. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing is, like, a lot of times they have, like, a purple belt ref, and the refs have gotten better over the last couple of years, but they don't they don't live the rules meetings. There was uh, there was the, the first uh, match that uh, uh, my daughter was in, Hayden. Uh, there was weird out-of-bounds rules. Yes. Like, if the ponytail got out of bounds, he'd reset them. Yeah, I know, man. That wears me out too. Like, but none of the other people were doing that either. So, well, and I'm still unclear on this, but like, they can't. You can't restart them in a submission. So, like, if they go out of bounds in a submission, they restart them standing up in the center and give two points to the person that was on top. See, that's what happened with uh, the, the second match. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't even a submission that the the girl had, but they he reset them and gave two points, and that was the only two points of the match. Interesting. Yeah, I don't like that rule, and I don't, I don't like how they do their advantages either. But I, I think advantages are fake points. I mean, there's all sorts of little like I, Eddie Bravo and, and Hickson uh, were on Joe Rogan's podcast, the older episode. They're talking about how Eddie Bravo thinks that holding the sleeves is stalling, and I'm like, now that's an interesting take. Like I could get behind that because that's the number one thing that stops progress is somebody grabbing your sleeves and then pulling with the sleeves and pushing you away with their legs. Like yeah, it creates just stuck. tension and there's all these grips you can do. So, yeah. So Holly, uh, for my, one of my Christmas presents, she got me that, uh, the uh, Darth Vader samurai t-shirt. Very nice. Somebody yeah. got me one of those a while back. Hey, what size shirt you wear? XL. Dude, I'm going to see if I can't find that shirt. It was like, it was a Brown, but it was an XL when my students got for me. It's too, uh, yeah. school too big for me. But uh, yeah, was, I'd like to. I'd like to get uh, one of the GI Joe ones, but dude, we're gonna do another. 
I'm going to do another order. <laughs> What's funny is like a bunch of people that didn't pre-order, like enough people are like, you, you, don't, you don't have an XL. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't. Are you going to get the Cobra version or the G.I. Joe version? I like the G.I. Joe version. Rise of the Forza. Yeah, yeah. that one's nice. Yeah, um, that's it's like cool the, one of the cool parts about like doing what we do and like owning my own business. I can take and spin off all my childhood stuff. Like, I don't think you were around when we had the um, May the Force I Be With You. you no, know, I've seen those. Uh, someone has one of those at the gym. So then, then another like the uh, LDMA, our our like head location in Sherwood. They are like, hey, let me get that Yoda. You know, we're gonna do a hoodie too. And then they did a, a Yoda hoodie as well. So do you have? Uh, do you keep all of uh, like one of all of your T-shirt designs? Yeah, and then most recently, um, Dean, our judo, uh, like he's he's my coach, Caleb, who owns Inferno. It's his dad, and he um, he makes quilts. Yeah, that's what I was so, gonna say. My mom uh, with all my T-shirts when I was growing up. Yeah, apparently quilt. it's hard to make a T-shirt. Yeah, because like, of the stretchy material, but um, he's got like a whole bunch of my t-shirts from Inferno t-shirts, Forza t-shirts, and everything. But like right now, I have just a ton of Forza shirts and hoodies, particularly because like just the hoodies alone we've done since I've been in business. Like because yeah. some years we did two colors. You know, hoodies are that don't have the zip for me. They're not comfy. You know, we did. Did you get one of those last year? We did. I got the the, the black and red one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I found mine the other day after we moved, and then. I haven't broke it out yet. It uh, uh, but the ones where you just pull over, they don't fit my body very well. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm a I'm a bigger fan of the zipper hoodie too. Like we're gonna do another one of those. It's also nice. Like I've been getting, I, we're gonna do caps. We're gonna do okay. like ball hats in 2018. Like it's it's nice. Like I've been doing a lot more of our own like clothing and branding and stuff than ever. Like particularly with like the geese and the rash guards. Yeah. So big fan of that. You're all over the place, man. You are uh, you are becoming the 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 Joe Rogan of uh, River Valley. I know, right? But you know, that's like the only frustrating part about like living here is that I feel like we are stuck in a bubble to an extent, and like transitioning on like getting my brand out from like just being like an entrepreneur who owns a business in a small Arkansas town to like going to like a broader platform. It's like, that's one of the reasons starting the podcast, but I'm trying to shift my brand to that. It's like, here's the thing. It's like, I'm not saying I want to be coaching fighters in the UFC. If that's going to happen, if it's going to be Cora or, or what it's going to be, but it's like that, um, you know, that, that would be an example of moving the brand to more of a, like a national level. Uh -huh. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to do with how, how we're packaging what we're doing. Like I'm trying to appeal more. It's like I can never market to anybody in this, in the river Valley that does martial arts. I mean, I, I could, but chances are if their interest on Facebook is anything to do with martial arts, jujitsu, they're probably training somewhere else. So I market to someone that's already you know, like the competition essentially. So I'm trying to, with our member site and with the podcast to like branch out and be like, Hey, well, just because you're not here in Arkansas, I'm going to market to you here. It's like with the member side, particularly, that's what I'm trying to do. And I've been building that side for a long time is uh, take that, get it down, beta test it on our members, and then go broad with it as like some people I like have done over the years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So you hated the Porgs. I didn't hate the Porgs. They were uh, cute. They were cute. They were all right. Um, like the penguins of the Star Wars universe. They kind of look like the penguins with the little furry chests. I was okay with it, man. 
Uh, seeing it the second time made me feel a lot better about it because I was really bummed when I saw it the first time. Oh my god, I didn't like that movie. You know, which was not an uncommon response. I like how some people were like, "We're sign the petition. This is not a part of the universe. We're not doing it." And then Mark Hamill came out with all the negativity. Yeah. I was like, "So what did you think? Uh, you, you liked it though, right? You were you're part of the." The group that was I like, liked it, man. I walked out of there, and I mean, I expected there to be a little more, but it's like it's the middle movie of a trilogy. Yeah. There's so much that went on. It's a deep movie. Yeah, it is. There's a lot going on. Well, and what wasn't it like two and a half hours long? Yeah, it was long. So there's a lot going on, and like I can only speculate about the third movie, and which we'll the, do for the next two years. All the interesting things like J.J. Abrams being the director and if Luke is going to be back and at what form he's going to be in. Yeah. Super interesting. Well, we, you know, we know that the Force ghosts can interact with the real world because Yoda whacked Luke on the head. With the, yeah, I know, and right? And called down lightning, which I always thought that was just a bad guy power. Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. And we're going to definitely see some more of that libertarianism version of the Force. With uh, it's not Ray either Jedi. it's not either good or bad. So maybe maybe Ray like that was one thing I was thinking. If Ray and Kylo are brother and sister, that it could be possible that they were separated because um, they thought Kylo like could have been separated uh, when Kylo freaked out or whatever. I don't know, but like that, Luke or uh, Ray would be the light version of Kylo's dark. We have to have both, right? That's what they were saying the whole time, that you can't have one without the other. Were they saying that in this movie where they were like um, the the light version of, of Kylo or something would rise up to match? Yeah, that's him. what Snoke said. And that, yeah. and that Snoke thought it would be Luke Skywalker, but actually it was... Because Luke Skywalker cut himself off. So from the that's force. another thing. Like when I saw Force Awakens, I'm like, well, Ray is Luke's daughter. Yeah. That was immediately. I'm like, that's it. It's 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 generational. So they could be cousins. That could be do, another. Do reason you wish why. that that was the case? I don't know. Kissing cousins. No, but do you wish that Ray was like had some sort of lineage, or does it make it a better story that she's nobody? Because at the last it, scene of the movie, I don't think she can be nobody. I think that that whole that Jakus thing and how they set yeah, that that's up. That's BS. I, I, well, I think that she is definitely plugged into the lineage. I don't know. I think that they were trying to distance from that. That that whole because there was a whole speech that was you know we have to kill we have to kill the past and that's what the whole movie was and I don't like doing that. I'm a bit nostalgic when it comes to that. Well, they got to keep making the money, Jesse. They got to make the money. I wonder if they'll just get to a point where I just there'll be a Star Wars movie that I just don't go see. I that mean, be sad, I did dude. not see this on opening day. I mean, I waited almost two weeks to see I, this. Yeah, likewise. It's, and I, I'm typically not an opening day guy. It's like, I don't do you remember when we saw Force Awakens at the same time, did we not? Uh, I think it was, or was it Rogue, Rogue One? One. Yeah. But um, I don't like the, the crowds and like being in a room with a bunch of people that are all reacting at the same time. And it just like, I, I we were maybe there were 10 people in the theater when we went to saw yeah, I like seeing a movie that way but I also we saw Force Awakens um I got the early ticket so we went Thursday night at midnight yeah which was kind of cool cuz there was this energy to it and... I know right like I've wondered what that would be like but I've never really saw a movie like that at the premiere I wanted to see some of the Lord of the Rings movies like that when they came out back in the day but I was just like yeah, I couldn't ever get tickets I would yeah. go to buy tickets to Clarksville Cinema and no no we're sold out you can't see it for three more weeks I tried to buy tickets to Return of the King like five times. 
before I get to see it. Yeah. Um, those were, uh, those were really excellent movies, but, uh, those are movies you got to watch at your house because what do you think about the Hobbit TV show they're doing the Lord of the Rings TV show one or the other? I don't know. I think that that kind of ship has sailed. Mm. I didn't really like the Hobbit movies, the trilogy. I liked the Lord of the Rings movies a lot, but I didn't like the Hobbit movies as much. I liked them, but that last one, the Battle of the Five Armies, it kind of... But, you know, like Return of the King by the end of it, too. Like, it was good, but, like, they really lost me with the Ghost Army in Return of the King. I was just like, oh, what, the Ghost Army just wipes everybody out for you? Seems convenient. Yeah, I mean, and just, like, how they did it, it was like, oh, we got this big, green, gaseous-looking... Basically what it is, a ghost fart. (laughs) Wiped out by a ghost fart. I know, right? (laughs) Oh man, that's just lazy filmmaking. They should. Uh, it's too easy. Yeah, that's like I hate it. I lo- like CGI can be used so cleverly and so subtly. It's like everybody's been trying to talk me into doing a green screen in this room, but like mm. I don't. It's too much. Like yeah. I feel like I, I'm gonna light it a little a little differently in here, a little mo better. Because I, I still don't know. Like once I put this into the computer, we're gonna see how that looks. Yeah, I'm plus know? I'm wearing black, which probably doesn't help on the yeah. black background. Well, and two, you know what? I didn't think about this, but like I always watch Joe Rogan and other podcasts. Like I cast it to my TV, yeah. or I, I watch it on YouTube while I'm driving in the car, or whatever. I never listen to the audio version. But you're just listening to it when you're driving it, right? Not watching it on the, when you're driving your car. Yeah, no, I mean, I really do. but And I could, I mean, it would be more efficient on my data to listen to the audio. But yeah. I never do. And I got to queuing up. Like, you watch, like, a live Joe Rogan's podcast. I'll, I'll be watching it here at the house or something. Like, that Tom DeLonge, like, 160,000 people watching it at the time that I tuned into the live. Well, there's like three, four times that that listen to the audio. Yeah. And I, so that's like uh, audience wise, audio is the bigger market. That's and what I do. I download them on my phone and listen to them when I'm driving back and forth. Yeah. So I think that like, uh, I'm going to perfect the video over time and probably six months down the road, I'll start doing a live. But for now, eventually too, I'd like to start doing, um, there's this thing called a TriCaster, but I'd have to probably have a producer sitting right there. To where I could like, just can't, uh, the Canon Dixie I went with is cheap enough. I could get a couple more over time, mm-hmm. like a thousand more bucks in this room. Do two more cameras, the TriCaster, and like a digital audio recorder. That's gonna be the evolution. It's like right now I'm recording with the Mac. I would like to just have this here just to yeah. surf the internet or whatever. But like I'm not gonna risk that. It's like I haven't done this enough. Right. To, you just you gotta focus. Yeah, but like a digital recorder setting over there will be what I would like to do more than anything. So what did this room used to be? Storage? Storage? <laughs> yeah, that's like, see, we haven't lived in the house for like six months. Okay. And it's four rooms in addition to the big living room, kitchen. I'll kind of walk you around when we get done. Like okay. big deck and stuff. And we've been working outside and we remodeled the whole thing. Yeah. But it's like, what if like, it was kind of hard to commandeer two rooms back here. I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> but Corey gets the bedroom. I stay out of there unless right. I'm sleeping. You okay. know? There's a bathroom in there. We're remodeling. Like, we've primed it, but, like, she's wanting – we're going to do a completely different sink and cabinet set up, vanity and whatnot. Right now, the cats just use the bathroom in there themselves. The cats won't leave our room because of the dog, which we got since we moved here. It's a lot of big changes, but uh, there's an office on the front end of the house. I almost used that for the music room, but I was just like, no, nah, you know what? I'm starting a podcast. 
It's going to become a studio, and then across the hall is like. And this is a nice table. I know, right? Like so much better than this table. um, Facebook Marketplace, bro. Yeah, Joe Rogan made his table. Like I was like, yeah, I really like this table. I'm probably going to put the leaf in it. Yeah, because I've got a leaf that makes it like that much longer. So just kind of take it out more that way. And like um, originally, I was going to put the table in this way, right? But uh, this just seemed to be. And I mean, I might do that on down the line, like. One thing I'm going to do is uh, set the camera up over here and film me against the wall there mm-hmm. for, um, like, if I do lectures for my history class. Because I'm hoping to score some online classes in which I'll spend, like, my ability to be able to record here at the house uh, to that, whether I'm putting on a blackboard or just making a playlist. One of the first things I wanted to do is I was telling you about that 1968 Unraveled idea I had. Mm-hmm. So I've got like my first 10 episodes I want to do, and I'm supposed to do solo audio on that. I might have a, a guest or two, maybe Jeff Woods, he's historian friends. But um, I'm going to start off with like State of the Union. The whole the whole premise on that is like uh, there's a book that I really like called The Year the Dream Died, where it just breaks down all the events. And we're coming up with a 50th anniversary. So it breaks down all of the like starting with LBJ's uh, State of the Union address in 68. Um, and just moving out from there because you have that's where Nixon comes to rise. Mm-hmm. He he gets in the nomination, runs. You got that. Um, what is his name? Wallace, the crazy fear monger, Newt, Newt guy. Yeah. And then you have LBJ not running for re-election. The riots, the Democratic National Convention, Martin Luther King, and RFK are assassinated in '68. Big year. It is a huge. Some year. great music came out that year. Yeah, and then the next year you got Woodstock. Yeah. And Man on the Moon. You know, if you're into that type of thing. Yeah. If you believe in that. I'm just saying, look into it. Okay. Dude, the Eddie Bravo memes of him being like, look into it. Because he gets on Joe Rogan and just like they get to drinking and stuff. And they just, he just gets super intense on Flat Earth. And I, dude, that's like, where else other than a podcast could you get that? Can't do stuff? that, man. Freaking so, what you got? Any more on any more uh, thoughts on Star Wars, man? Man, I think we uh, I think we covered the stuff that I didn't like. Um, there were a couple moments uh, at the end uh, when I went and saw it yesterday that were kind of uh, you get you get a little uh, choked up. The uh, when he disappears, it's a big moment for me. Yeah, um, I really uh, I liked the uh, scene when he gets into the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, that was another one. That was one of Kevin Smith's choke points. Just yeah. Like, oh, there, well, yeah. say, well, how did Owen and the kids respond to it? Owen, it... Lo- Owen loved it, so he loved it. Uh, so that's their demographic. See, um, that's his, it too. It's like I wonder how much they're catering to new Star Wars fans. That's what they're trying not to do. Not giving right? a crap about us. Yep, they don't care about. But us. they still were able to bring me in because, like, I'm pretty. I went twice. I'm yeah, and I'm gonna see it again. But it's like. I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to, it's harder for me to be critical of it. Like, I'm just now at a point where I can kind of look back at the trilogy that came out in my life and be like, yeah, you know, Hayden, Christians, and Jar Jar Bing. Where it's like, I never thought about that when I was watching. I was like, this is the greatest ever. This is my Star Wars, you yeah. know? And then, but you stack it up against, and it's just like, I'm constantly reevaluating with each new movie that comes out. I reinterpret the franchise. I'm sure you do too, having yeah. seen it all. Yeah. And a lot, I've seen them a lot. Um, Back when the VHSs were digitally be kind, rewind, man. Yeah, man. I used to work at movie gallery when I was in high school. Yeah, such a good gig. Probably checked out some uh, some videos when you were working there. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. It was funny. Like, I was, like, 18. I turned 18, so they're like, oh, you can close. So I'd be there to, like, midnight counting the drawer down and doing all this accounting stuff. That's a and pawn like, shop. Yeah, I was the one down by Walmart. I was at the other oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I never went to that one. Yeah, that one was. But uh, it was good. I enjoyed working there because I was, I was a movie buff at the time. Like, I, I really enjoy movies. Like, all through, like, getting out of high school and, like, early into my college until, like, I got super busy at the gym. It was like I would watch one new movie a week at least. Loved watching that movie. Couldn't wait. And now I have a lot more time to do it. So here's, a, here's the big question, though. So uh, when I was uh, in college, uh, I often had my Friday afternoons off. And so everybody else is in school. People are in classes. And so I'd go see whatever movie came out in the theater by myself. I've, I've considered starting, like, a little tradition like that. Honestly. So have you ever done that? I mean, no, not yet. Like, but like, that's what I was thinking about doing with like, I considered going to see Star Wars this morning, but I was off chasing like, there's two windows behind here yeah. and I had to get blackout curtains for them to just tack them up. Like they're just literally tacked up over the window. It's doing its job. Yeah. But, um, I had to go chase some of that stuff down and like return the ones I got were too short. So I had to return them. Yeah. I didn't think I had my receipt, but I did. It was in the bag. See, for me, going to a movie by yourself, that's ideal because you don't have to mess with anybody else. Nobody's going to talk to you. You can sit wherever you want. Even if there's one seat, you get the best seat wherever it is. See, we should, like, if I get a digital audio recorder, I could get set up and just do the podcast in the movie theater. I could do that, but they might, uh, there might be some uh, Copy, trademark copyright, and copyright stuff. Somebody was texting me, asking me about copyright issues since we've been doing the podcast. It was like, hey, I want to talk about this. And I'm like, but I don't know about copyright issues. I'm like, if this artist has an issue with copyright on, like, we can't even talk about him, like, oh, maybe he was wanting to, uh, oh, he's wanting to uh, paste up some footage. So, yeah, I got to get, see, I, I got to get up on, like, YouTube copyright. Yeah. Because I don't want to get pulled from YouTube, so I'm really trying to make money from YouTube in the long run, just, just by views and putting content. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Uh, go. Uh, I I I think it's a good thing going to movies by yourself. Yeah, you know, and I had the time to do that. Like my Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays are not bad. I'm gonna be teaching that class next semester at eight a.m. on Tuesday, Thursday, but I'm up at five. Yeah. So like I'm gonna do that in the morning time, and then I just I'm off till I teach the kids' class at four. So nice. Yeah. Well, dude. Uh, guess let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. All right. We'll so do you have like a, an ending? Uh... Like I do. I have an outro, gimmick. like, uh, uh, you know, not really. I don't have sponsors yet, so I have to do that. I should get, need to get some sponsors. Like, I'm trying to get sponsored by um, this thing called Nugsnet. It's like a concert streaming, so I can throw it up and we can listen to music. Uh -huh. That is the way I think I can get um, past some of the copyright issues. Okay. But uh, no, like anything I do like that will be pre-recorded. I'm working that into the templates. I have a little scratch outro with uh, some animation I'm working on. So right. I'm just getting my logo. Well, I appreciate you having me on for the yeah, very man. first. Right on, dude. Good times. Yep. First guest, first podcast in the books. We'll go ahead and just call it good. We'll see you guys later.